Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mufuni, and we have a very special episode this week. As most of Azeroth knows by now, Sylvanas Windrunner, former Banshee Queen, former Horde War Chief, and former Ranger General of Silvermoon, has been sentenced to an eternity of servitude in the Maw, thus bringing this chapter of history to a close. But all of our lives have been touched by Sylvanas and her machinations in one way or another. So, we've gathered some of the Half-Hill gang to talk about how we feel about Sylvanas Windrunner and her legacy. Joining us today here in the Turnip are my faculty advisor, Professor Talib, our war correspondent and host of Dwarven Dispatches, Eamon Wetbranch, our Horde food and lodging critic, Ellie Endor, our Goblin in the Field and host of the Rizak Report, Rizak, and of course, everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. Well, gang, Thanks for joining me here in the turnip today. Professor, why don't you get us started? What are your thoughts on the life, death, unlife, and ultimate fate of Sylvanas Windrunner? I've always been interested in the question of free will, of how much our actions are shaped by what happens to us, or if we freely choose to do whatever we like. Oh, no, here we go. Already with the excuses. Eamon, you'll get your chance to talk. Let's let the professor get her thoughts out. Thank you, Tashi. From what I understand, Sylvanas claims she didn't do any of her evil actions of her own free will, although she does take responsibility for them. I wonder if responsibility is the right question here. Does it really matter why she did such awful things? The fact is she did them, and the punishment seems appropriate. Perhaps we could leave it at that? With all due respect, Professor, no. No, we can't. Okay, Eamon, why don't you go ahead then? As far as I'm concerned, Taronda should have put an end to the Banshee Queen when she had the chance. I was there at Darkshore. I saw what she did. I saw Teldrassil burn. Okay, Eamon, is how you feel about this just a desire for vengeance? You know, from what I heard, that was what drove Sylvanas to much of her behavior. Now what are you on about, Velmic? Well, did you know her parents and little brother were all killed by either trolls or orcs? No, I can't say that I did know that. Well, they were, Amen. And for your information, my family and many families I know in Silvermoon lost family members defending the Sunwell against Arthas Menethil and his Scourge army. So my sister Shalani can certainly understand what Sylvanas did to try and bring his reign of terror to an end. Oh, Eleandor, I'm sorry I didn't know. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. And I don't want vengeance. I want justice. I fought in most of the major battles after the attack on Darkshore and saw too many of my comrades die to think anything other then an eternity of punishment isn't enough. Well, 
Eamon, given your experiences in the war, those feelings are certainly understandable. Eliandor, why, why don't you go on with your thoughts? Thank you, dear boy. I suppose I feel the same way that many residents of Silvermoon do. The real Sylvanas Windrunner, the Ranger General of Silvermoon, died defending the gates of Silvermoon and the Sunwell. Everything that she was and did after that were the actions of, I don't know, someone under the control of other forces. I agree, Eliandor. But I hear that Sylvanas herself said that she was in control of her actions and she took full responsibility. Well, Professor, I think that was just her being honorable. How could she have been in control when all that she did was a complete betrayal of everything she had been raised to be? That's a very interesting take, Eliandor. Tell me, how does your sister Shala feel about Sylvanas? In some ways, Shala thinks very highly of her. She was a supreme hunter, soldier, and tactician. And I suppose in some ways I must begrudgingly agree. Plus, let's face it, dear boy, no one was more stylish than Sylvanas. Seriously, Eliandor, that's where you're gonna go with this? Fashion? <laughs> I thought you were being kind of quiet, Rizak. Since you spoke up, why don't you go next? Honestly, college, I gotta admit, I don't understand the woman at all. War and killing and stuff like that, it ain't never good for business. Well, I mean, it's good for some types of businesses, of course. Oh, Rizek, no. What? It's true. Armorers, weapon makers, transportation of goods, farmers and such who grow food for the army. Huh. Maybe I've been looking at this all wrong. Maybe there are some opportunities I've been missing. <laughs> Rizek, now isn't the time. I suppose you're right. Besides, all them things are artificial boosts to the economy, at best. A good steady period of peace makes things more balanced, so that everyone can prosper. She's caused a lot of disruption, and frankly, I'm glad to see her gone. <laughs> I have to agree with Rizak here. Stability and balance could be best. But is Sylvanas really gone? What are you saying now? Professor, what? Oh dear. Whoa, whoa, what are you saying? Professor. I think you're going to need to explain that last statement. Well, from what I heard, she was sentenced to the Maw until she finds and sends every trapped soul to the Arbiter for judgment, and she swore it would be done. If we know anything about Sylvanas Windrunner, it's that she follows through on commitments. So you're saying... Yes. When she gets that done, who knows what might happen? Interesting. So... Velmek, we haven't heard much from you yet. How do you feel about all this? Okay. So, obviously, Sylvanas did very many terrible things and is responsible for so much suffering and loss that there must be justice. When I go back to visit Exodar on Azure Mist Isle, I am still seeing Night Elf refugees there and it is so sad what happened to them. What happened to them? You mean what Sylvanas did to them? Don't say what happened to them like it was some sort of accident or we don't know who was responsible. Yeah, I gotta agree with Eamon on this one, Velmic. There ain't no sugarcoating this. Well put, Rizak. 
Even I have to admit that describing that event in passive voice doesn't really seem... Hang on, hang on. Are you saying she brained down a world tree with just her voice? And how exactly is that passive? <sighs> Seriously. Oh, okay, listen, we, we can do another whole show on grammar. Velmic, why don't you go ahead? Well, like I am saying, what she did was terrible and evil. But you all have to remember that Draenei have faced and fled from true evil. What the Burning Legion did to Argus and Draenor, what they tried to do on Azeroth, this is on a scale that makes Sylvanas look very small. Velmic has a point. There's still the matter of the giant sword in Silithus. Thank you, Professor. So, how do you compare what she has done to the actions of Sargeras or Kil'jaeden? Let's face it, the Burning Legion was our entire world's nemesis. And if it hadn't been for them, none of what Sylvanas was or did would have even happened. So what do you think about the rumors that it was actually the jailer that was behind all of it? I beg your pardon. What? What are you saying? Oh, come on. Oh, gosh. you won't hear any more excuses. No, seriously, listen. I heard this directly from an adventurer right here at the turnip who claimed he heard it from his cousin, whose best friend's niece's boyfriend was in Oribos. Tashi! Oh, right, sorry. Anyway, what this adventurer said was that it was the Jailer who arranged for the creation of the Helm of Domination and Frostmourne, and used the Dreadlords to get those into the hands of the first Lich King, Ner'zhul, and Arthas Menethil. Tosh, what are you saying? Do you expect us to believe that everything that has happened over the last, I don't know how long, 50 years, were all the doings of someone that none of us had even heard of until a couple of years ago? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, that's a good one, college. <laughs> I agree, Rejak. Way to lighten things up, lad. Tashi? How many times have I warned you about believing adventurers' tall tales? <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with the Professor Tosh. I haven't heard a whopper like that since <laughs> since those three peoples I met at Treasure's Wharf. You know, dear boy, I've noticed you haven't given your opinion on this matter. Well, Eliandor, I'm <laughs> I'm just the moderator today. Oh no, lad. We want your opinion. Eamon is right. It's only fair, Tosh. Yeah, why should you get off easy? Uh, okay, okay. Listen, I'm certainly no expert on the life of Sylvanas Windrunner, and I am neither qualified to, nor would I presume to judge her, or anyone else for that matter. But, from what little I do know, what I perceive is a life that was broken by tragedies that most people can't even begin to imagine. The pain and anguish that she suffered in her early life was the result of the ambition and hubris of those with little regard for the effect their actions would have on others. And this is true for all wars and other acts of aggression by the powerful or those who seek power, including those like Arthas Menethil. Lad. Bad things happen to a lot of people during wars, and they don't all go off Amen. and... I agree with you. But I once heard a quote from a very wise person. It went something like, 
the line between good and evil passes not through races, factions, or classes, but right through the heart of every living being. And even with hearts overwhelmed by evil, a small bit of good is still there. And in the best of hearts, a small, unuprooted corner of evil. Can any of us in this room say for certain that if faced with the exact same circumstances that befell Sylvanas, we would have made different decisions or acted differently? Yes, what she did was terrible. And for the sake of her victims and the destruction she brought upon our world, justice must be served. But with that justice must come understanding. Understanding of the forces in the world that create the circumstances out of which comes someone like Sylvanas. And hopefully, with that understanding, we can make changes in our world that reduce the chance of that happening. Very well said. Write it up, Tashi. Write an article. Due in one week. Wow. Um, guys? <laughs> Do you think any of you can remember what I just said? No, sorry, lad. Maybe I could summarize? Are you kidding? I stopped paying attention after you said, I once heard a quote. <sighs> Great. Well, I guess I'll figure something out. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Why not come by the turnip after your noble garden festivities? And when you do, don't forget to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Stormstock brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Stormstock Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Stormstock. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks, and be sure to tune in later today for another exciting episode of The Lone Farstrider. Listen in to the excitement as the Lone Farstrider and her faithful companion Tokala carry out a mission for the mysterious Venari in this week's episode, The Path to Perdition. And all you cubs out there, be sure to have your Lone Farstrider secret decoder ring ready when you listen for a special message only for members of the Lone Farstriders Club. See you next week, folks. And remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. Dot com.